your prescription for freedom and giving you a voice every week. This is Armed American Radio, coming to you from the Crossbreed Holster Studios. Now, here's Mark Walters. In these Crossbreed Holster Studios, welcome to the program. If you're just joining us, it's great to have you here. I've got a world-class lineup sitting here in the Crossbreed Holster Studios with me today. Outstanding. Sean, what are you laughing at? You know, I'm disappointed in you. What did I forget to do? You didn't do your normal opening when you're when John Young is saying, you know, welcome to the show. You normally you mean I didn't repeat it in the exactly. background. Exactly. What's up with that? What up well, with I, that? I have four people in the studio with me today. I'm not in the studio by myself. So. Oh, so you're shy. You Maybe talk to I don't know. They're, they're looking at me. They might be good friends of mine, but they're looking at me. Ten million out. people on the air, and you're shy. <laughs> I'll sing when we come back from the break. You know I like to do that, right? And if you ever get off your duff and fix the bumper music to what I want it to be, I'll sing louder. How about I'm that? I'm waiting for you to send what you want because every time I pick out something, oh, that's too much. I don't like that. Well, you know we're here with one of our favorite guests of all time, and that's the godfather of self-defense, Masad Ayub. And, yes. and you and I go back to uh, several years ago. It's hard to believe, Masad. Welcome yeah. to the show, by the way. Thank you. It's hard to believe that's been four years ago. It's, that, good. it's good that we're not old. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. I guess I'm not old. Are you any older now? I feel better now than I did then. So I've become your portrait of Dorian Gray. So. <laughs> Let's change the subject and keep moving forward. What do we say about that? And over here to your left and my right is champion shooter and great friend, Gail Pappen. Gail, you, you've got so much going on. I don't even know where to start. The blog. Tell us about tell us about the blog. Tell us about the podcast and so forth. Well, the blog that's Mass's blog that we're talking about. It's um. But you run it. You you <laughs> run everything he does. He writes it. <laughs> <laughs> but you publish. <laughs> so, yep. Somebody's got to do it. So you um, can say hey, yes or no, right? Kind well, of. Uh, well, I can say, do you really want to say that? <laughs> <laughs> and he usually says, yes, I do. I mean, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> And uh, the podcast, ProArmsPodcast.com, um, it, it's kind of a work in progress. You know, our life has kind of gotten very, very busy, so it's right. hard to keep that up. But, and well, you guys are all over the place, and it's gotten busy. Why? Tell us why. Because Mass is teaching all over the country. We are, every single weekend we're teaching, we're always someplace else. We're living in our minivan, um, pretty much, <laughs> or out of our minivan. I've seen that minivan. That minivan has been in Atlanta. That minivan has been in the studio. I've stood around the back of it and conversed with you as you came in. Yeah. I'll never forget what you said. You said we're stopping at a famous hot dog place just north of downtown Atlanta. And I said, oh, you were at the Varsity. We were. And I missed you as you were driving back to Florida. That was a couple of years ago before we got you in the studio. Oh. And uh, so, I mean, I, I can appreciate that. And, and a lot of the guests on the show, particularly in the firearms community, like Rob, he'll be here in a little while. Rob Fink is all over the place. He's a nomad. You ask him what time zone he's in sometimes, he doesn't even know. He's, he's missed appointments on the show because he forgot what time it was where we are. That's because he doesn't have an iPhone. Yeah, well, we'll rag him about that a little bit. I actually think he has an iPhone now. Even Whoa, hold on now. Because yeah, yeah, that's right, Sean. The Blackberry's gone. Yeah, and then, of course, over here to my left is Claude Werner. Claude, world-class trainer. You do a lot of work with Mossad and the Mossad Ayub group, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you put together with Mossad and coordinated the effort here in Norcross for the class we took this weekend. Absolutely. And that was a full 20 hours. That's immersion, baby. That's a lot of work. And a ton of information, Masad. I'd rather give you too much too fast than too little too late. And that makes perfect sense. And having just taken the course, that means a lot. Here's why. This is what, you know, we tried to set it up in the last hour. We had a lot of new listeners joining us right now. The MAG-20 course, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, you wrote the book in the gravest extreme back in 1980. Correct. The reason you wrote the book is really why this course exists too, doesn't it? There wasn't enough information for who. Basically, for for the armed citizens in America, we had books on gunfighting. There were books on how to do it that went all the way back to the 19th century. There wasn't a bloody thing on when to do it. There was nothing that told you when can you pull that trigger. When is it legal for you to take that suspect at gunpoint and it's not felony aggravated assault? And I remember when I was very young, hanging out in the legal libraries, 
picking the brains of police chiefs and judges and lawyers, thinking, you know, somebody needs to write a book about this side of it. And darn it, if, if by the time I grow up nobody has, maybe I will. Yeah. Nobody did, and you did. Yeah, that's about it. And hence we have In the Gravest Extreme, which is widely recognized as the Bible of self-defense. It's the first book that I, and I like you, I, I read a lot of books. You know, we've a lot of us have read Cooper and things of this nature, and there are a lot of books on the, the gunfighting skills and the techniques, right, Gail? Oh, yes. But the when, and particularly even more important, and this is what we talked about this weekend, immersed for 20 hours, not just when, but what the hell happens after that trigger is squeezed. Now we're in a whole different dimension. Exactly. The The image had always been portrayed in the entertainment media that you'd shoot the bad guy. Uh, the, the scene fades out as the last piece of brass rolls across the pavement. And you get on the horse with a pretty girl and ride off into the sunset It's not like that in reality, is it? Not hardly. Um even if you have the the best possible outcome, you've still had to do something that is going to change the way you're seen by others for as long as you live. All right, well, stop. Let me stop you right there. That's important. Your family. We've seen a lot of high-profile shootings recently. Of course, we had the Zimmerman case. That's going to be. It's hard to believe that's going to be three years in February. Now. Yes. Time has really flown by, but we've learned a lot from George's case. Number one. Now we have what's happening in Ferguson. These are police officers involved. And, of course, we have unrelated, different, end result, death in New York City with Eric Garner. But let's take it away from police officers, and let's go back to the civilian, to me. Right? I pulled a firearm 12 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been almost 13 years now on two human beings during an event that I witnessed on my way to work. Thank God I didn't have to pull the trigger. Isn't that really what happens most of the time, that the gun, the presence of the gun, actually stops the activity? The great majority of the time, that's absolutely true, and we've known it for decades. Uh, if you go back to the study done by the California Attorney General's Office in the 1970s, they found the same. Uh, the work in the 80s and 90s and later of Professor Gary Kleck at FSU Tallahassee found the same. Later, and continuing now, the work of Professor John Lott showed the same. The overwhelming majority of times when the violent criminal actor approaches or assaults the, the armed citizen and the armed citizen draws the gun, it tends to end there. Either they surrender or they flee. Why? Why? There's a, that's quite the dynamic, though, isn't it? Uh, biology 101, predators seek prey. When the bunny grows fangs and starts coming for their throat, it's something they're not prepared for. It's something they don't see as being in their contract, and they basically tend to abort the mission at that point. Okay, but then you go into this into great detail that we just, I wish we could go over the 20 hours and do this for 20 hours because it is such vital information. They're not necessarily, who are, who are they afraid of or what are they afraid of? What makes them stop? What makes them stop is their own enlightened self-interest. It's not the gun. It's not that they're scared of the gun. The, the violent criminal is an armed subculture himself. What they fear is a resolute armed man or woman that they think is going to blow them out of their socks. Do they fear me more than they fear a uniformed law enforcement officer? Many of them will, and the reason is that your typical criminal has been dealing with uniformed officers all his life. He has some idea what their rules of engagement are. When he deals with you, he realizes he's up against somebody who doesn't know the rules. As he knows, as, as he, he knows, knows the rules. Now that's an, you're laughing, but that's very them. important. Uh, this is why, as I mentioned in the class today, it's not at all uncommon for the the criminal who knows, aha, I don't have any guns on me today, I don't have any drugs on me today, I can show off for all my buddies to rip open his shirt and scream in front of everybody, go ahead, pig, shoot me. This virtually never happens with you guys because they don't realize whether or not you consider yourself bound by those same rules. And I don't know what my own rules are because they know I've probably never been in this situation before. They know I'm petrified. They know I value my life more than they value my life and probably their own in many cases. 
One thing you've got to remember, uh, a whole lot of these people, particularly those who've been in prison, survived prison by learning to get up in the morning, not caring if they were alive or dead by nightfall. Interesting stuff. And you actually opened the class yesterday with the following statement, and that is, act to the standard by which you will be judged. And you will not be found wanting in the judgment. And that's how you opened up the MAG-20 class. When we come back, we'll go through some of my own personal notes from the course. Sure. And enlighten individuals, enlighten you if you've made the decision or if you're thinking about it. This is vital information for crying out loud. Don't turn it off. Turn it up. We'll be back right after this. You're awakened in the middle of the night to the sound of glass breaking and muffled voices in your house. There's no time to think. This is it. You're forced to use your gun to defend your loved ones from the intruders. But here's the part you never see in the movies. When the smoke clears, you'll have to prove your innocence in a court of law. And that's where the United States Concealed Carry Association comes in. Don't fall victim to a shameless DA or a bleeding heart jury. Activate your USCCA membership today and be instantly protected by up to $1.1 million in legal and financial horsepower. Just visit DefendFamilyNow.com to witness how the USCCA can help you stay out of jail, out of bankruptcy court, and home with your family if you're ever forced to defend your loved ones with a gun. Also, act before midnight on Black Friday, and we'll throw in two special bonuses absolutely free. Just visit DefendFamilyNow.com. Again, that's DefendFamilyNow.com. Emerson Knives is the first company completely dedicated to producing knives for self-defense, law enforcement, and military applications. The Emerson CQC7 is the most influential tactical folder of all time. Carried in places not found on any roadmap. The CQC7 should be carried whether you're at a movie with your family or kicking indoors in Iraq. The CQC7 is on duty with a select few who have known the chaos of conflict. For your own CQC7, visit EmersonKnives.com. That's EmersonKnives.com. Armed American Radio has joined forces with Gander Mountain and Gander Mountain Academy Firearms Training Centers. Gander Mountain is America's largest retail network of outdoor supply stores and one of the nation's largest retailers of firearms and shooting supplies. Staffed with world-class instructors, virtual shooting ranges, indoor live fire ranges, and 180 and 300 degree simulators, Gander Mountain Academy provides the ultimate firearms training experience. For a list of locations, visit gandermountain.com academy now. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, a 22 Magnum pistol with a 30-round capacity magazine. You heard me right. The Keltec PMR30 is a lightweight, full-size pistol chambered in 22 Magnum with a double-stack magazine. With a crisp, single-action pull and fiber-optic sights, the Keltec PMR30 is perfect for small game or target shooting. To see it for yourself, visit KeltecWeapons.com. That's KeltecWeapons.com. K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Car Arms introduces the new addition to their double-action micro-compact pistol line, the CW380, with a 2.5-inch barrel, an overall length under 5 inches, and standing under 4 inches tall. The CW380 weighs just 10.2 ounces, making it the perfect choice for lawful concealed carry. The micro-compact CW380 allows rapid-fire follow-up shots with little recoil and retails for under $420. The new CW380 from Car Arms. Carry one today. The Super Tuck by Crossbreed Holsters, the most comfortable and concealable holster available on the market today. Is it any wonder why it's the most copied design on the planet? Used by law enforcement and civilians around the world, the Super Tuck by Crossbreed is adjustable for ride depth and can't. Often imitated, but never duplicated. The Super Tuck holster is available for a wide variety of popular carry guns. For more information and to order your Super Tuck, visit CrossbreedHolsters.com. That's CrossbreedHolsters.com. The United States Concealed Carry Association is excited to host its first ever Concealed Carry Expo May 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2015 in West Bend, Wisconsin. With a full schedule of seminars, demonstrations, and presentations from top firearm industry experts and trainers, you'll meet top manufacturers and suppliers in the exhibit hall, shoot a variety of handguns at the live fire range, and be entertained at Saturday evening's fashion show. The USCCA Concealed Carry Expo May 8th through 10th, 2015 in West Bend, Wisconsin. For more information and to plan your trip, visit ConcealedCarryExpo.com. Can I take my gun? 
It's Armed American Radio, giving you a voice. Now, your host, Mark Walters. See, if I had caught that on time, you couldn't. (laughs) Talking about me singing, coming back from a break. Listen, we have, go go ahead, Sean. You actually did it pretty good this time. Sometimes you just gotta, well, let's just say a, a car crash sounds better. (laughs) <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> That's a low blow. I won't. I won't tell you how many people in this class today said, "Mark, it's so cool to meet you." Is Sean going to be here? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot. I have to admit that. At least I'm man enough to admit that. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Gail Pepin, champion shooter with Masad Ayub, the great one, the, the the Godfather of self-defense, the man that literally wrote the book and too many columns and other books to even count. And protege. Can I call you protege? That's a cool word. Sure, sure. Claude Werner sitting over here. And we're in the Crossbreed Holster Studios in Norcross, Georgia, where we just completed 20 intensive hours of the MAG-20 class. And I understand uh, there was a name that came up in the course a lot, a name that you refer to in a case that uh, we we mentioned in the the previous break, that it is now going to be three years. It's hard to believe that the Zimmerman case is three years. Yes. In uh, February. I remember when I got the call from his first attorney on it uh, in the uh, first quarter of 2012. I've just been informed uh, as we were coming back to break that we have a caller on the line. You are on Armed American Radio, George. Good afternoon, or good evening, Mark and uh, Mr. You. How are you today, Mr. Zimmerman? It is a pleasure to have you on the air with us today. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. I'm doing well. You know, your name came up uh, a number of times in the class today, and I'm going to turn this over to Masad because the two of you, I know, uh, Masad, you were, you had done some work and had done some analysis during George's case three years ago, and as a result, since that case was adjudicated now, you mentioned it in, in the class. I did. Uh, I never wrote anything about it until uh, the day of the verdict, and let me congratulate Mr. Zimmerman on that verdict, which I think was a very just one. Thank you, sir. I think that, um, you know, the good American people that served on that jury um, are are the true people that should be congratulated, as as well as my attorneys, you know, Mark O'Meara and Don West. um, They did a phenomenal job. I totally agree. We were up against tremendous odds with um, and still are with the Department of Justice's um, civil, federal civil rights investigation. But uh, even during the trial, we were up against uh, the facts were chipped against us. We had uh, the state of Florida and all of its resources, and um, unfortunately, the federal government intervening with all of its resources. And uh, the reason I called in was uh, market. Uh, made a comment saying that, you know, whatever you think of the case, at least people learn from it. And um, that really struck a chord with me, and I hope that um, that is true. And I wanted to call and personally thank you because for taking the initiative to actually train people. I've been on your website. I've seen the classes. And, man, I wish I would have taken it before everything had happened. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I know there's a lot of great products out there that will also ensure people that they're in self-defense type shootings. Um, but primarily, I wanted to, again, thank you for taking the initiative to actually educate the American public so that their rights aren't violated and so that they don't become victims as well. Because it is, as we all know, a conscious decision when you purchase a firearm or you obtain a firearm, uh, you're choosing not to become a victim. And it doesn't stop there. And uh, I think that's where a lot of people fall short is they choose to obtain a firearm, go to the range, and they think that they're properly equipped. And the reality is you're not. And and you know that. I know that. um, So I thank you and your, your entire group for the work you're doing. Well, thank you for all all that you've given us in terms of lessons of what can happen in the real world. All the people who like to go with that childish mantra, a good shoot is a good shoot. 
yours was an appropriate use of force, and now America has seen the, the kind of ringer that you and your family were put through with absolutely no merit to the, the charges that were brought. George, is life getting back to normal for you at all? Um, that's a, an interesting question. Uh, I don't really remember what normal is. I t I'll tell you, I'm I, not working. Um, I enjoyed working. I enjoyed um, being a productive, tax-paying member of society. I haven't worked uh, since the incident. Um, so in, in terms of the violent threats, the bounty on my head, um, I haven't seen on any of the uh, bounty posters an expiration date, but I will tell you that I do get noticed in public, and um, it, there's been a paradigm shift there. Um, people are not as afraid to come out and say, um, you know, either I'm sorry for what you went through, or I support you, or I'm praying for you and your family. So, um, in that aspect, from that perspective, things are getting back to. And again, it's a, it's a weird question because I didn't have that prior to February 26, 2012. Mm -hmm. But it is it is changing. It is evolving. So um, I, I just thank God that I'm alive. And um, there are, like I said, there are so many great Americans still out there, still willing to not give up. And I think that's the key is don't give up get your education, and um, don't just arm yourself with the firearm, arm yourself with the education, arm yourself with the mentality, and, and um, arm yourself with the Constitution as, as you promote more. Yeah, George, the when your name comes up in a class like the MAG-20 course or, or any other self-defense courses that I've taken or, or in other classes, Masada, that you teach, does that, how does that make you feel to know that people are learning, in fact, from your experience? Um, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I don't know because I've never been there personally to experience it. I have had several people uh, tell me that they've attended courses like uh, Florida's Concealed uh, Weapons course, um, and my name has come up, and, you know, they – I guess I – don't have a clear picture on that because obviously these are my friends, family members, etc., and they tell me their perspective. Me personally, if you're telling me that as from a completely unbiased point of view, um, I hope that they're learning it from the evidence that was presented in court, not from media, not from stories they've heard from friends and relatives. Thank you. Um, and I hope that they are um, really understanding that I that, that what was presented in the media and anything that is that was not testimony or evidence was um, actually um, not me. So I know I also have to understand that I have to take a step back and realize if they say uh, things that I should have done differently or what I could have done differently. All right, George, hold hold that thought, if you would. We're taking a break. If you would, hold the sure. phone for us. We'll be right back after this. This is Armed American Radio. That's George Zimmerman. Yes, I told you on my last call. They're in my house. Where are you guys? Even in a clear-cut case of self-defense, a single bullet could cost you more than you think. As a responsible American, you shouldn't have to fear unjust prosecution for using your gun in self-defense. That's why the USCCA Self-Defense Shield is here for you. The most comprehensive insurance-backed protection to help you take control and eliminate the threat of legal and financial ruin when you're forced to defend your loved ones. As a USCCA member, your Self-Defense Shield coverage will give you up to $600,000 to help you get the expert defense you deserve. This member benefit is backed by an A-rated insurance company. Your membership also includes a subscription to Concealed Carry Magazine, all for as little is $12 per month. Your membership is 100% risk-free thanks to our bulletproof 365-day money-back guarantee. Visit carry123.com to learn more and get a free 24-page concealed carry guide. Visit carry123.com and take control today. That's carry123.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Tim Schmidt, founder of the United States Concealed Carry Association. 
Every week, Mark talks about the attacks on our Second Amendment from anti-gun politicians across America, and we talk about what's being done to preserve and protect freedom. The National Rifle Association, America's oldest civil rights organization, is the leader in preserving the Second Amendment. Because of NRA's 4 million members, the National Rifle Association's grassroots advocacy is the nation's most successful. Imagine what we could accomplish with more members like you to join the fight. That's why you need to be a member. Sign up today. There's no excuse. Help fight for our freedom. Join NRA and learn all about NRA Institute for Legislative Action's efforts to make sure American gun laws work for you. I'm a life member, and it's one of the most important things I ever did. Call 800-672-3888 or sign up online at www.membership.nrahq.org. You're awakened in the middle of the night to the sound of glass breaking and muffled voices in your house. There's no time to think. This is it. You're forced to use your gun to defend your loved ones from the intruders. But here's the part you never see in the movies. When the smoke clears, you'll have to prove your innocence in a court of law. And that's where the United States Concealed Carry Association comes in. Don't fall victim to a shameless DA or a bleeding heart jury. Activate your USCCA membership today and be instantly protected by up to $1.1 million in legal and financial horsepower. Just visit DefendFamilyNow.com to witness how the USCCA can help you stay out of jail, out of bankruptcy court, and home with your family if you're ever forced to defend your loved ones with a gun. Also, act before midnight on Black Friday, and we'll throw in two special bonuses absolutely free. Just visit DefendFamilyNow.com. Again, that's DefendFamilyNow.com. Small, fast, and reliable. Introducing the new CCP, the ultimate 9mm concealed carry pistol from Walther. The CCP's innovative soft coil gas technology softens recoil and allows easy slide manipulation for greater control and accuracy. The small size, ergonomic grips, and light weight make the Walther CCP both easy to shoot and comfortable to carry. The Walther CCP. Learn more at WalterArms.com. Known as a bad-to-the-bone fighter with a rebel soul and a rock and roll attitude, the Roadhouse from Emerson Knives is destined to be a classic. Designer Ernest Emerson says the Roadhouse is one of his best designs ever. Just like a chopped Harley, it's low-slung and ready to roar. It feels like you've just dropped the clutch and it's ready to jump out of your hand. The Roadhouse from Emerson Knives is a must-have tactical folder. Visit EmersonKnives.com. That's EmersonKnives.com. This segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by the Gun Owners of America, America's no-compromise gun lobby. Become a member today. Visit gunowners.org. Join them, folks. I did. Welcome back. Welcome back, indeed. I'm Mark Walters. You're listening to the Armed American Radio Network. Uh, This is a program that talks about, educates, and fights for your right to defend your life and to exercise your American birthright to carry a firearm to do just that. You have the right to carry a firearm in this nation, and it is recognized and codified in our Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. On the phone with us, we're going to go right back to this. We have a surprise phone call here from George Zimmerman, a name you might recognize, who has just called the program. George, welcome back, and thank you very much for sticking around with us for a few more minutes, okay? Of course you're welcome. All right, we're talking with you, and uh, we were talking with Masad Ayub, uh, of course, his MAG-20 course being the nation's preeminent course on the use of deadly force. George, this is something that God knows you've lived yourself. And part of what Masad talks about in the course, in fact, we were discussing right here before you called in, and that was, Masad, that everyone around you will go through this with you in this incident. George, I know your brother. He's been on the show with me before uh, in person uh, more than one time. Your family, Masad, is that the way you wanted to phrase it? Are you the, the, the teacher of the class? What would the, you suggest? The point that we made is, you know, we visualize ourselves being in one of these situations, but it's not just us and the bad guy in the alley. When it's over, our family is going to go through the ordeal with us. 
if we find ourselves standing accused, as, as George Zimmerman did, as he so eloquently put it, against the vast, unlimited power of the state, your family is as concerned about you as if you had been diagnosed with potentially terminal cancer. It affects their lives. The huge expenses that are attendant to this, I've seen whole families bankrupted by this, families who have had to mortgage their homes to pay legal fees and to raise bond. I'd be curious to hear from Mr. Zimmerman what his family went through on this. George, how, how's your, your, your family faring through this process now, three years, almost three years later? Um, exactly the way that Mossad described it. I mean, um, you know, you are in the unfortunate position where you have to prove your innocence. Um, you know, you're, you are uh, financially guilty before you're proven innocent. Um, to raise the bond, um, you know, is a tremendous burden on the family. Um, in my particular situation, it, you know, it was so polarized that a lot of family members, immediate family members, extended family members, lost their jobs because of their um, uh, co-workers' opinions of me and them not being able to um, compartmentalize, you know, work and personal uh, relationships. Um Younger members of my family had had to change schools several times. Um, obviously, they had to change their um, residence. Um, it was pretty publicized that, uh, and, and this is, I hope no American, no person ever has to go through this, but my parents are both senior citizens caring for my grandmother, who suffers from Alzheimer's, who's having a tough enough time living in her own home, but because of the threats from some nationally recognized people, such as Roseanne Barr, they had to change homes uh, several times. They, they, they went from uh, hotel to hotel, and as you guys know, if you're staying in a hotel for an extended period of time, um, even within the hotels, they would have to change from room to room to room. And again, that's that's hard enough for you and I, but when you combine senior citizens that need handicap accessible rooms and uh, an Alzheimer's uh, patient or someone suffering from Alzheimer's, I mean, it's just the emotional and financial burden. If that would have somehow been removed, uh, that would have been a tremendous, tremendous um, relief for them. And not only me, um, it was publicized that um, uh, for some reason that I had chosen not to do the interview with Barbara Walters because she chose not to pay me, and that was not the case. I asked Ms. Walters, uh, I told her, as my attorneys had told her and told me, that every time I did an interview during the trial or before the trial, it would be used against me, as the Sean Hannity interview was. Um, knowing that, I told Ms. Walters uh, that if I was going to take the risk of being in jail, I could not do that without knowing that my family was under one roof for at least a month. And I asked her, since they were staying, her and her crew were staying at a hotel anyway, if they would provide for, you know, a, a safe haven for my family um, for, you know, a, over a week, you know, less than a month. And uh, they were not able to do that. So I was not able to. But again, that touches on what I was, the person going through the incident, such as I was, that's a tremendous burden on you, too, knowing that your family's out there. And um, I, from what I've heard from a lot of supporters, no matter what the incident is or what scale it's on, you do receive a lot of um, uh, threats, um, fear of retaliation, and sitting behind bars uh, when you're absolutely helpless is not where anybody wants to be. Um, and that knowing that they may not have the resources to feed themselves or drive themselves to get their medicines or CDs, get to their doctor's appointments, I mean, that's just that that wreaks mental havoc on anybody. I don't care how your uh, intestinal fortitude is. I mean, just just that aspect alone would be enough to drive anybody um, 
Satan. George, I have to ask you this. What advice do you have for anyone else who carries a firearm for self-defense, having been through what you've been through, what you are going through, and probably will for the remainder of your life, at least to some extent? Go to the range, practice, um, keep your guns in a safe location, and primarily now that I know that I'm $2.5 million in debt, um, just in lawyer's fees, I've paid over $360,000 in hard costs to the state of Florida just in, you know, copies, CDs, manuscripts, that kind of stuff. Um, I would definitely invest in the in getting some type of self-defense insurance and, again, arming yourself with the knowledge of what you can do and what you should or shouldn't do after the incident. Which is exactly what we covered with you in 20 intensive hours today. Uh, Sean, quickly, how much time do we have before we hear that uh, dad blasted music again? Uh, about a minute and 15 seconds. About a minute and 15 seconds. Masada, I want to turn it over to you based on what you heard and what I sir, what, what I actually heard in your class today. Any thoughts before this segment ends? I, <clears throat> excuse me, I agree. Some type of insurance support plan. Uh, I'm involved with Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. No one person can do this alone. When, when you see those papers filed against you that say state versus you, you have an idea of just how much of a David and Goliath thing that you're in for. This is not, and okay, we've got 30 seconds. George, um, you're welcome to stay with us. It's entirely up to you. I understand if you have to go, I appreciate the phone call very much. Uh, we have information. We, we know how to get a hold of you. We'll be talking to you shortly. I'll leave that decision up to you. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a surprise phone call that we got here from George Zimmerman, who embodies, I think, everything we talk about on this program. If you've made a decision to carry a firearm for your personal safety, I don't have to explain to you what he's gone through. You've read it, and most of what you've read, quite honestly, has been false. When we come back, we'll pick up on that end of the conversation. You know my disdain for the mainstream media. We'll be back right after this here on the Armed American Radio Network. The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. The Magnum Research Baby Desert Eagle family of handguns. Excellent handgun protection with plenty of firepower. With a crisp double-action, single-action trigger pull. And available in 9mm, 40 Smith & Wesson, and 45 ACP. The Baby Desert Eagle handgun line comes in several barrel lengths. And your pick of steel or polymer frame. All models come with slide-mounted decocking safety, upgraded fixed combat sights, and several models feature tactical rails. Visit MagnumResearch.com or your local dealer today. Small, fast, and reliable. Introducing the new CCP, the ultimate 9mm concealed carry pistol from Walther. The CCP's innovative soft coil gas technology softens recoil and allows easy slide manipulation for greater control and accuracy. The small size, ergonomic grips, and light weight make the Walther CCP both easy to shoot and comfortable to carry. The Walther CCP. Learn more at WalterArms.com. 
Crossbreed Holsters is proud to offer an addition to our already outstanding belt selection. Introducing the Instructor's Belt, offering the same quality as our original gun belts and dress belts. The Crossbreed Instructor's Belt offers a clean, buckleless design intended for a sharp and professional appearance. Sturdy, but not stiff. The Instructor Belt provides even weight distribution of your gun and gear and looks as great out on the town as it does on the range. Crossbreed Holsters, often imitated but never duplicated. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com. CrossbreedHolsters.com. The Super Tuck by Crossbreed Holsters, the most comfortable and concealable holster available on the market today. Is it any wonder why it's the most copied design on the planet? Used by law enforcement and civilians around the world, the Super Tuck by Crossbreed is adjustable for ride depth and can't. Often imitated but never duplicated, the Super Tuck holster is available for a wide variety of popular carry guns. For more information and to order your Super Tuck, visit CrossbreedHolsters.com. That's CrossbreedHolsters.com. The United States Concealed Carry Association is excited to host its first ever Concealed Carry Expo May 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2015 in West Bend, Wisconsin. With a full schedule of seminars, demonstrations, and presentations from top firearm industry experts and trainers, you'll meet top manufacturers and suppliers in the exhibit hall, shoot a variety of handguns at the live fire range, and be entertained at Saturday evening's fashion show. The USCCA Concealed Carry Expo May 8th through 10th, 2015 in West Bend, Wisconsin. For more information and to plan your trip, visit ConcealedCarryExpo.com. You're awakened in the middle of the night to the sound of glass breaking and muffled voices in your house. There's no time to think. This is it. You're forced to use your gun to defend your loved ones from the intruders. But here's the part you never see in the movies. When the smoke clears, you'll have to prove your innocence in a court of law. And that's where the United States Concealed Carry Association comes in. Don't fall victim to a shameless DA or a bleeding heart jury. Activate your USCCA membership today and be instantly protected by up to $1.1 million in legal and financial horsepower. Just visit DefendFamilyNow.com to witness how the USCCA can help you stay out of jail, out of bankruptcy court, and home with your family if you're ever forced to defend your loved ones with a gun. Also, act before midnight on Black Friday, and we'll throw in two special bonuses absolutely free. Just visit DefendFamilyNow.com. Again, that's DefendFamilyNow.com. upcoming segment of AAR is sponsored by the USCCA Education and Training Department. For your own toolkit or to become a certified instructor, visit teachuscca.com. That's teachuscca.com. And welcome back to the Armed American Radio Network. I'm Mark Walters. It's a pleasure to have you here with me today. We've Changed up the schedule a little bit today because we have a phone call from George Zimmerman. You know the name. I don't have to elaborate. George was kind enough to call in and is kind enough to stay with us here today. And I've got a world-class panel of trainers, firearms experts, champion shooters, and probably the greatest and most well-known, the godfather of self-defense, the man that literally wrote the book on self-defense, the gravest in the gravest extreme. That's Masad Ayub. Who, uh, Masad, welcome back. It's a pleasure to have you here, Gail. You. you as well, and Claude Werner also. Thank you. And George, welcome back to the show. Thank you for sticking around with us. I ended the last segment with the mainstream media. My disdain for the mainstream media on this program to any listener is well known. I believe the mainstream media is causing terrible problems to the psyche of this nation, not only by virtue of what they tell us, George, but by virtue of what they don't, what they leave out. I believe that to be one of the highest forms of censorship. Having said that, I don't think anybody in this room or anybody listening to the program across the country now can relate to the power, the destructive ability of the mainstream media any more than you can. You care to elaborate on that a little bit or, or give us your thoughts? Absolutely. That is uh, the reason I decided to stay on for this next segment, because that caught my attention um, combined with your inquiry as to what advice I would give somebody in um the advice I was giving them was pre-incident and post-incident. Um, the top priority, or the number one thing I would ask people is um, rely on your faith, a lot of prayer. Um, second to that is you do not talk to media, period. I was uh, very, very, very fortunate um, to be in contact with uh, Mr. Sean Hannity with Fox News 
And uh, I won't elaborate too much, but Mr. Hannity um, spoke to me, and he is the only person who I found uh, in the national media. Um, and, of course, this was before I got to know you, Mark, um, that did not rush to judgment and gave me his word that he would not use things I said um, as exclusives or on his show, and, and he truly didn't. He stuck to that. Um, but their power is overwhelming. Um, anything you say to them, and my family has learned this, my friends have learned this, um, people that truly had absolutely no malice intended would talk to the media and it would be turned and massaged to fit their agenda um, and completely distorted. Um, so th there is absolutely no benefit to talking to the media. Um, that being said, the, the other thing I would say is, you know, make sure you have good legal representation and um, try and stay away from media. Uh, in other words, try and stay away from watching the news uh, if it does reach uh, the level that it reached uh, for me, or even if it doesn't, because it's just local media. Don't read comments on blogs. Don't read comments on newspapers. Um, those are all uh, people that have never been in your situation, and it's unfair to uh, Monday morning quarterback or armchair quarterback and uh, to put yourself through that, you will drive yourself mad. I was fortunate enough that I chose early on not to do that at all. I, their opinion didn't matter. Uh, it had no bearing on uh, whether I was going to spend the rest of my life incarcerated or not. So I did. I, I never let it get to me. And and one law enforcement uh, investigator gave me sound advice, and he said. Um, Remember, the media is going to try and make you feel like you have to give them a comment. You have to talk to them. But they're not the police. And you even have the right to remain silent with the police. Um, and, and I took that to heart, and that's one of the reasons I didn't talk to the media. But but you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the media is just uh, – they're not in the business of – telling the news they're now unfortunately it's evolved to their them being in the business of making the news right, and right. whether it costs people their lives their livelihood their um, dignity their position in the community they could not care less now they will leave a wake of destruction as you know behind them and never ever ever look back they will not come back to correct the grave mistakes fill in the blanks and correct the lies as you well know. George, I've got to ask you this relative to the media. What do you have to say to those folks who believe they know you based on what they've read in a mainstream media, particularly gun owners who would say, well, we know George Zimmerman, and, and George Zimmerman doesn't represent me as a gun owner, when in fact they're basing that, they've never spoken to you, they've never met you, and they're basing that on what they read in the very same media they know harbors this terrible ill will and bias against them. I'll tell you what those people have told me. And I've had this hundreds, if not thousands of times, that exact type person you're describing has told me, I wish I had spent five minutes talking to you before I came to the conclusion I did. I wish I got to know you and not what the media made up or created as you before I formed that opinion. I hope people are paying attention to what you, I, I hope you're listening to what you just heard. Uh, that's a, I, I've, I've been dying to ask you that question because People who think they know you based on a perception or something they've read or something they've heard. My, my response to that person is think of your life. Go home and look in the mirror and think what the media could do to you if they wanted to. Is that a, is that a fair question, George? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, you know, it's, I think what people are trying to say when they say that they wish they spent five minutes with me is, um, again, several people have said it. They, they don't realize that I'm 
normal. I'm just a normal guy, and uh, they think of me as someone they uh, have seen on TV or heard in the news, and they realize I, I can almost physically see it on my face when it hits them like a sack of bricks that I'm just like they are. And they could have as easily been in my position as 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 I was, and um, so the fact that they get to that they ask that you know they wish they would have gotten to know me shows that they wish that they that they recognize that I'm human. I'm an American. I'm just like they are. And they could have just as easily been in my position, and they wish that they that someone would afford them the luxury of getting to know them before they form that judgment. George, an unbelievable place to stop. Thank you for calling this program today here on Armed American Radio. Thank you for giving your insight and what you've gone through, that benefit to the listeners of this program. Ladies and gentlemen, I I can't say it. I'm speechless. You heard it from an individual who is living it. I don't have to rehash the incident. You know it. All I can do is hope that you took away from that what you heard, what I did. Here on the Armed American Radio Network, George Zimmerman, thank you for that call. We'll be in touch very soon. You've been thank listening you, to the Armed thank American you. Radio Network. You betcha. You've been listening to the Armed American Radio Network. I'm Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom. Remember, I tell you every week, carry on, carry often, carry absolutely everywhere. Never leave your cave without your club. We'll be back. I don't know that we'll top it, but we'll be back. You've been listening to Armed American Radio Network with your host, Mark Walters. Armed American Radio, brought to you each week by the United States Concealed Carry Association. To learn more about Armed American Radio, log on to armedamericanradio.org. You're awakened in the middle of the night to the sound of glass breaking and muffled voices in your house. There's no time to think. This is it. You're forced to use your gun to defend your loved ones from the intruders. But here's the part you never see in the movies. When the smoke clears, you'll have to prove your innocence in a court of law. And that's where the United States Concealed Carry Association comes in. Don't fall victim to a shameless DA or a bleeding heart jury. Activate your USCCA membership today and be instantly protected by up to $1.1 million in legal and financial horsepower. Just visit DefendFamilyNow.com to witness how the USCCA can help you stay out of jail, out of bankruptcy court, and home with your family if you're ever forced to defend your loved ones with a gun. Also, act before midnight on Black Friday, and we'll throw in two special bonuses absolutely free. Just visit DefendFamilyNow.com. Again, that's DefendFamilyNow.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Tim Schmidt, founder of the United States Concealed Carry Association. Every week, Mark talks about the attacks on our Second Amendment from anti-gun politicians across America, and we talk about what's being done to preserve and protect freedom. The National Rifle Association... America's oldest civil rights organization, is the leader in preserving the Second Amendment. Because of NRA's 4 million members, the National Rifle Association's grassroots advocacy is the nation's most successful. Imagine what we could accomplish with more members like you to join the fight. That's why you need to be a member. Sign up today. There's no excuse. Help fight for our freedom. Join NRA and learn all about NRA Institute for Legislative Action's efforts to make sure American gun laws work for you. I'm a life member, and it's one of the most important things I ever did. Call 800-672-3888 or sign up online at www.membership.nrahq.org.